0: All right, welcome to the episode four of the Unfazed podcast. Um, Today, I have a really good friend of mine, um, someone that I went to college with and played football with as well. But more importantly, um, I'm inspired by his story and where where he's at is in his life right now. Um, I started this podcast because I wanted to interview individuals who had inspiring stories and uh, really had some adversity through their life, and he's a perfect example of being unfazed because. a lot of people don't understand that when you see somebody who's successful, um, you don't know the backstory. And today I'm, I'm happy to interview uh, Wale Forrester, who is um, a co-founder of Shower Pill. But I wanted to talk to him about his his journey leading up to this point, because he has a really successful business, among other, other things that we'll talk about. Um, but I, I definitely want to give him a quick intro um, of, of why I'm interviewing him because I believe in what he's doing. I'm inspired by what he's doing and I wanted uh, my listeners to know uh, his story. So Wale, I appreciate you being on this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks. taking the time. Thanks
1: for having me, man. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Um, so for me, it's important that uh, we talk about your journey up to this point but i want to start out with um where you grew up and uh where you're from so where were you born at and where'd you grow up
1: yeah uh, well I, i was born in staten island new york um to a nigerian father and a jamaican mother uh it didn't work out between them two so my mother took me all the way across the united states to uh la to los angeles california West Los Angeles, to be exact, um, uh, and that's where I that's where I grew up. I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm a product of the Los Angeles Unified School District, uh, and uh, and that's kind of like where I got my grit, my grind, and and that's just the area that formed me.
2: Okay,
0: um, so tell me what it was like living in LA yeah. because I, I know it wasn't the best scenario, and I always like to hear yeah. people's different stories of. What it was like living in LA.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, my childhood was 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 really was really crazy. Um, I grew up in a uh, restaurant family, so like, my mother remarried, and my stepfather and her started the Jama- this Jamaican restaurant uh, in in South LA, um, more closer to downtown, but like yeah, like South L.A. Um, so like, we grew up. Grinding, right? Like the whole family was all hands on deck. Um, And being a restauranteer in the '90s in a Jamaican restaurant uh, in 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 South LA didn't mean you were rich. That just meant that that was your parents owned their job in a sense, (laughs) right? right? So they work
0: for somebody else. Yeah, they (laughs) work for
1: somebody. You know, so like you know, I spent most of my young years at at the restaurant just working and learning how to grind. And um, my mom, I mean. My mother and stepfather, you know, it didn't last between them. So my mom ended up, you know, taking us on as a single parent, me uh and uh my three other brothers. Uh so it was four of us. Uh she went, she took us on and we moved to the west side in the two bedroom apartment. And um, you know, and and I saw and you know, I saw the struggle. You know, mm-hmm. my mom worked two jobs. Uh my mom tried to start a ice cream store on her own my mom my mom was always hustling just trying All to right. trying to get to it uh and it and and while seeing her struggle she never ever allowed us to miss anything I always had clothes on my back i always had food I was always able to she always invested in my craft which was football mm-hmm. um uh so 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 la was la was crazy and at the same time trying to navigate the streets and Having friends who 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 are who are being killed, um, dodging the gang violence, you know, um, just really trying to find myself and navigate through 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 the murky waters in the nineties and yeah, in the late nineties, early two thousands in Los Angeles. Okay. So,
0: Um, do you think? And I'll probably circle, circle back around this later, but do you think that you are who you are today because of you seeing your mom struggle and her being that example of not quitting? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. Because like, you know, first of all, my mom is a success. I always say that. Like, mm-hmm. and and I'm not necessarily judging by the size of her house, but she lives, she still lives in an apartment, but I'm, I'm judging her success by how she attacked the process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's when I realized from a young age that life wasn't fair and you know the most talented didn't always win, right. if you will, right? right? But like the way she attacked the process, mm-hmm. I, so I said to myself, if she just had resources, if she just had access, mm-hmm. can't nobody stop her. Cause that that woman figured things out that shouldn't have been figured out. Right. That woman, I never saw my mama cry, bend, fold. I did not. Understand how she was working a temp job and how we were eating like we were mm-hmm. eating, and my mom just figured stuff out.
0: Did you did you realize this at the young age or as you got older?
1: As I got older, okay. My mom, my mom, my mom. Although she was an an amazing uh, example emotionally, she was just hard, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, right. we didn't hug, we didn't say I love you. You didn't get high fives for doing good. It was like. You know, I run, I rush for 200 yards in a football game. She'd be like, Are right, you ready? I was probably like, Damn. <laughs> you know, but, uh, and, but she, she made it really clear what her values were right. and, and what made her proud. And it was always how we attack the process. Yeah. That's you thorough. know, that's so, true. I yeah. think that's
0: kind of the, um, the gene that's built within <laughs> African American women. I mean, yeah. like, obviously, I, I could give you the same, um, answer for my mom and and how she attacked life. And we talked about this before, and you noticed like my mom had a restaurant too. She still has a restaurant and it's just, it's one of those things where it's built in African-American women to not quit. And it's, I think it's it's just part of the genes. Like it's not something they're conscious about. It's just, it is what it is. Like you just, you find a way you keep it moving. Um, But as you're living in LA, Obviously, like I said, we played football together, but when did you really get into uh, playing football and really yeah. having that passion for it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was around... So, I wanted to play football when I was like eight or nine. I was at the park and little boys ran up on me like, yo, play football. Uh, I went and told my mom I wanted to play football and she was just like, what's the commitment? And I was like, man, it's like three days a week practice and then the game. She, and then she was just like, nah, like... Nobody got no time for all that. Like, mm-hmm. You see what's going on here. So t- t- two years passed, and my older brother, he had a, his best friend. His dad was a coach for like a, a very famous football team program in LA called Ball on Hills. Mm-hmm. Um it's in it's right for ro- Rodeo, like in like near Dorsey High School. Like we played at Dorsey High School. Mm-hmm. Um if you're familiar with Los Angeles. So like uh she let me play. And I went out there my first year, and we had cuts, right? Like so, like everybody didn't get to play football. Like now, now everybody get a ribbon, right? Like, we had hella kids. You had hell week. It he was grinding, and then they had cuts. They would pick anybody who was gonna play. And in this program, more people got cut than they were on the team.
0: Oh, they actually cut people yeah. off. The so team. like, you take a knee, <laughs> and they would
1: call you up, and 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 the majority <laughs> of people who came out were did not play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, the the, the program was amazing. I mean, I actually saw a lot of my teammates while I played at Cal and other teams and I played with four of us playing the same team pop more mm-hmm. at Cal. It's crazy how we ended up together. Three three or four of us. Four of us, yeah. And who, um who was it? Uh I played with Marcus O'Keefe. Okay. Uh I played with <laughs> I played with Jay Nasty. What what's his last name? Uh Jason M- Miller. I think.
0: Okay. He was a defensive end.
1: D- defensive end. Oh, Jay defense. Nasty, I <laughs> uh, yeah, I played, I played with uh, a guy named Kevin Ross, mm-hmm. Kay Ross. Mm-hmm. uh, and then myself, so those four of us. Okay, yeah. And then, and then myself, um, uh, you know, but you know, so, um, so, so I go out and I make the team first year. Um, and I made the team cause I was a dog Right, I had no skill. At what position? Uh, I play, I play running back in DB. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and i never forget a <laughs> uh, side note. Like, my first, so I, when I go out there, they used to make fun of me because I'm not from their neighborhood. Like a lot of them little kids, like Bloods, and you know, it's uh-huh. like I'm, I'm, I'm from the West Side, and they like, you know, and I'm just so, uh, you know, they, you know, they kind of trying, trying to test, you know, test test my cred a little bit, and I, I just you know, I just never fold. I never folded, So right. so I remember right. my first day. I had a challenge. I had a challenge with, with my boy, uh, uh, Marcus Benz. Uh, you know, he was just talking mass force to this force to that. You know, I used to wear glasses and stuff. You know, and I still wear glasses. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and and I was like, "Yo, man, I just called him. I said, hey, man, after, after practice, man, we just go head up.' Like, I mean, because I'm ca- I'm catching. All, up. I want all work. We lay on our back. We hit. We go head up. You know, I'm getting stick marks. I'm just I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But 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 but, but I know that I'm going to die doing it. Right. You, you know. And and and, and 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 I I, I just made a point from that point on, I mean, I remember when football activated me, I was just like, Man, I'm willing to die, bro. Like, like, like that's why, that's why I would say like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really, I won't make a good enemy because I'm willing to go places that you, I just know you're not willing to go. Mm-hmm. So like, and football kind of formed that. So I made the team and I fell in love and I, and I, and I just fell in love with the with the with the commodity. I fell in love with the expression. It was like art for me. It was mm-hmm. a way for me to get my aggression out, um, and it always gave me an excuse to not be in the streets. It always right. I always had an excuse to double down on something other than what a lot of my friends were going through at the time, friends and family.
0: So. Um were you heavily recruited? Not heavily recruited. or did you yeah. have other options besides Cal? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, I was recruited. Um, I definitely I was recruited. Uh, heavily? Nah. I mean, I was. I went to three high schools in four years. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I bounced around a little bit. Was it? Um,
0: was it related to football?
1: Nah. I mean, it was. I mean, for, I mean, I was as a young adult man. Like I always say, like when I was thirteen, I became a man in my mind. So mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to to play in certain systems. You know, like. Right. So, like you know, I had some I had some problems in my first high school. I had to leave my second high school, me and a coach, you know who was also a dean. We had some problems, I had to leave again okay. and then um so just really me and my behavior and who I was, you know, I was just a young man with, with I was a young man, you know and, mm-hmm. and and in systems that needed that that were made for kids. So, what well, so,
0: what high school did you graduate from? I graduated from
1: Venice High School. Okay, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. During during the rain when we were putting we were putting cats out. So right, it
0: was a cat from uh where I'm from, from Palo Alto. He went to Venice.
1: What?
0: Uh Sharif. Uh Sharif Rosales Webb.
1: South. Of he, went, he
0: went to Virginia, Play receiver.
1: Play receiver? Sharif. Sure. You probably played for my coach Gaska. I mean Probably played with JP Logan. Yeah, that was a year. Yeah, so that yeah, so that year I was I was playing I played against him. He's like he
2: might
0: he might have been five years older than you though. Okay, he's one or two years older
1: than me. Okay, yeah, and I don't
0: remember I'm two years older than you because yeah. I came in as a junior. Same class. Yeah, same class. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so like yeah, so like so I so I got recruited. I'm a cow. I was committed to Fresno State, uh, UW. Okay. Um Washington State. Um, those are like my pack, but but most of my, my offers came from like Fordham College, the, the, the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. and, uh I mean I, you know, uh, um, New Mexico, you know, um okay. you know, something like that, a whole bunch of D2s, like I mean I was I was recruited, but I, it wasn't like the rest of the cats in LA at the time, like you know, I was right. that's Herschel Dennis and those guys were out, you know, yeah. like, so but yeah, I was recruited enough.
0: So you ended up going to Cal. That's where we met each other. Um, talk about your experience, uh, whether positive or negative yeah. with the football or just the school yeah. in general.
1: Uh, Cal was the, the the best thing that happened for me because I met my wife, right? I met my right. wife, and that was like my right. foundation. Um, still married to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hated it. I actually hated my my experience at Cal. Why is that? Um, It, it was the first time I felt like I didn't have a community. I didn't, I felt like a, uh, I just felt like a stranger. I felt like an alien, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know even on a team, you know, a team was even different to me because I never really, you know, where I come from, you know, f- football was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a business. It was a, right you know, it was a way of life. It was, it was how we navigated.
0: That's how I, streets. I mean, I learned um, growing up and uh, my mom she always laughs about it because I always say, football is a business like i learned mm. about there's there's no loyalty in sports no. when i saw joe montana the great white hype yeah. leave the 49ers end up playing for kansas city i mm. knew sports was was a business at that point yeah. and you just you see how people are, are they do things for their own good or what they feel is right to make money
2: yeah
0: and so um Sorry to cut you off, but no, no, that's real. I mean,
1: that's real. I, I, I totally concur. So I mean, I, I just felt like an alien mm-hmm. and I felt like I was in a fake, a fake ass environment. Right. You know. And if you know me, you know you just know I wasn't gonna be able to drive in that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and you and you're you've always been vocal uh yeah. from day one since I'm I, I don't even think you remember. We took the same recruiting trip. Yeah, I remember. Uh and that's how I, I knew you that day. Like I if, if I didn't remember anybody from that day, I remember you because you were vocal and you were funny. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I, I just I, was I threw, cracking up. I, I threw up in a uh, in, in <laughs> a car and I, I might have tried to fight somebody. I don't know. It was a and lot man, of stuff going on. I that remember
0: day. that. Um but yeah, I felt like for me, I kinda I kind of realized the business aspect when college and then like it was certain things that I looked upon as I got older and realized that certain things weren't done a certain way and they could have been handled a little bit better. But as far as when you were at Cal, did you always have like an entrepreneurial mindset? Like you wanted to start yeah. to run a business?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, just I mean, I I wanted to finish, I wanted to finish my mama mission and be real with you. Mm-hmm. know. So like in my old thing restaurant? Was, yeah, the restaurant. So like my whole goal, my utopian goal was to go to Cal, get drafted, play for the Raiders, get some money. for so you the Raiders man. I'm a, I'm a doctor, you got on a Raiders man. t-shirt I, mean, I, love tonight. Ra- I love the Raiders <laughs> man. I love everything about the Raiders. Okay. I, I, you know. uh, so yeah, I was going to, I was going to go ahead and, and go to the league. Not because I love football. because I you know, I don't know that. I, I I think I lost the love for it when I got to college, mm-hmm. but like I wanted to just buy my house, invest in her and give her what she deserves so she could finish her mission. Um, And that was like my thing. So like, I, yes, I did have an entrepreneurial spirit um, when I got there. And I was always looking and studying and trying to figure out what that play was going to be.
0: Okay. Um, so you ended up starting a couple of businesses prior to Shower Pill. Yeah. So what were what were those businesses?
1: Um, so the first business I had was, uh, was Loyalty Kennels dog breeding business okay. dog breeding and training business i love dog. i had a dog in college. i love dogs um i had, dog- had dogs my whole life um so uh so me and a couple of teammates came together put put our uh put our uh our fast for checks up and right. got, got a nice show dog bred it you know what i mean And started selling dogs to nfl players who, who were the uh our teammates that you so were it was inspired? a tosh lupoy Okay. And window hunter.
0: So both of us. Do you so, start still talk to uh, Tosh?
1: Yeah, every once in a while. Every uh-huh. once in a while. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know he's busy. He coaching in the league now. Yeah, um, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. He's now. Still in Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last time I checked, he was, I think, a D line coach. Okay. This man, you know, he was he was at Alabama all those years too.
0: Right. He was defensive coordinator, yeah. which is crazy. Um, yeah. So that was
1: the first business. <laughs> How?
0: Why didn't that business work out? Uh,
1: that business did not well. One. Tosh and Wendell graduated, mm-hmm. so they were graduating, so physically, we just, you know, the kennel can't transport with three people, and then there's just a lot of uncertainty, yeah. and as a business, what we learned is that that's not a scalable model, Dog right. reading is not a scalable <laughs> model, It's a. it was more of a hobby, you know, we had, right. we had great intentions, but I learned a, a great lesson, like, you know, I mean, the first question you have to ask yourself is your ideal, is it a hobby or is it a business? Right. Hobbies can't be scaled, right? You know, businesses can't.
0: Um, so how did like h- how did y'all decide how much money to sell the dogs for? Like yeah. who did you, who did, who did you target?
1: Yeah. So I mean, so so one so uh, first thing we did was we we decided like what breed we wanted, and uh, what was it? So, yeah, these were pitbulls. <laughs> you know, we, you know from, from from L.A. Man, you know what I mean? Like. So, uh, so, so we found the champion lines. So, like, you have to go find like a stud, you know, and then, uh, you know, you pay to get this champion line, and now you can command the same price for this champion line. So basically, like, the market dictated what we could sell it for mm-hmm. because we we went after like the best, the best line of dog, you know, yeah. if you will. like it was like, it, it, it was pretty detailed. It's a lot of money being thrown around. I mean, you're talking about dogs for like $3,500. Oh, damn. You
2: know what
1: I'm saying? Right. You know, but, but you know, but what we didn't take into account was that, you know, you only get paid once a year because you can't have 10 litters, you, right. you know? Right, so, right. so we started adding dogs on, you know, but as we're adding dogs on, they graduate, they we know where they're going. They don't get drafted. Um, well, where, where'd you keep the dogs at? Man, so we built a kennel underneath underneath our house in uh, in Albany. Oh, y'all live together? Yeah, we all all three of us live together. Okay. Yeah. All three of us, and then Jade. Jade <laughs> Pickett used to live there too. Y'all had a house house. They yeah, had a house house in Albany. Oh, okay. For about a uh, for about a year, year and a half, while we had that business, and we built, we physically built a kennel underneath it with wood and with gates, and it was like yeah. a stand up basement. Okay. Yeah, crazy. Um, while playing,
0: how long did did that
1: last? About a year and a half. Okay. and then we broke apart. We all took separate dogs. And then uh, we, what was the name of the company? It's called Loyalty. Loyalty Canine Enterprise. Okay, yeah, and we we named you it after tat, my tat. You, you got tat. Yeah, it. Okay, yeah. loyalty. You know, <laughs> you know the name came from my tap. So, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then what business was after
1: that? Uh, the Sweet Potato House Catering and Bakery.
0: With who did yeah. you uh, with, partner with? with?
1: Uh, with, with, with Joe Crenshaw and, and Junior Bricknack. Okay, yeah. And, and yeah. how did that go? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a that was a it was a shit show. Yeah. Um,
2: it was a shit show.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we, we you know, also Marcus 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 uh, Keith worked with us too. You know, yeah. Uh, and Bonds. Uh, you know, it was. I mean, it would. It showed me. It showed me our greatness. Like we were able to like. Get get like the university to pay us money and really we had, like, yeah we did catering mess for the university we okay. we also had a training table we did training table we had like okay. you know and then we uh you know I mean it, it, it was good because we had a lot of success really fast but it was bad because we didn't have back end and organization. Okay. So we were making money, but we weren't, you know, we didn't understand P&Ls. we didn't understand cash flow statements. Right. So we just you know we just did a great job of selling but we didn't do a great job of building the infrastructure.
0: Who were the official co-founders of it?
1: Uh, Joe uh, Joe Crenshaw and myself. Okay, yeah. All right, and and June, and June, big June, big June. So
0: us three. You still talk to June? I do,
1: man. I do, man. Yeah, June is still doing his thing, man. Baseball. Baseball. It's funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then so those were the only businesses up to that point before shower. I mean before shower pill. Yeah.
1: So those were my two um, businesses prior to prior to shower pill. Okay.
0: So. Here comes the success, the successful business. Um, so, <clears throat> explain to the listeners what Shower Pill is and, and when, you, why, and when you started it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, as a concept, it was started in two thousand and eleven. Um, so, hmm. yeah, yeah, as okay, a concept, long time. Long time, yeah, man. yeah. As a, I mean, before we even started the formal business, which was two thousand and fourteen, the concept, the iterations, the actual physical product was made in two thousand and eleven. Okay. And um, it was. It was birth from a mastermind group, like a collective, mm-hmm. right? Like so, we were like sitting down, and it was me, uh, Justin, uh, Wendell, and uh, 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 Dante Hughes. Okay, um, and we just had this collective. We would read books like Rich Dad Poor Dad. We had like you know first and thirst for Gatorade. We just be reading like you know <laughs> we just be reading these books, and we'd come together and like yo like just talk about business because we all wanted to be business people. We all had entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, and um, so I had to job at the fire department. I got hired at the fire department mm-hmm. right after uh, college. So and uh, straight from college, yeah, uh, right. I was yeah like nine months after I graduated, I was in the fire service. I was like twenty two when I was in the academy. Okay. And um, so yeah, we're sitting there. but I, but I always knew that you know, you know what my ultimate goal was. <laughs> so so we're sitting in this and we're talking about businesses and and um, and. and it just gave me, it just it, it just gave us a, a place to like, to work through these concepts. So anyway, so how it, how the shower pill story uh, happened. In college, you know, we had a term called shower pill. It meant that like, hey man, I wasn't gonna take a shower right now because I got to run a class or it's that Friday night workout. I'm gonna, right. sh- I'm gonna take a shower pill, man. Which means like, a shower is optimal, but it's not possible or convenient,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? But one of the downsides of hygiene is that poor hygiene is that you pass around staph infections which people people were getting in college. I caught meningitis mm-hmm. in college. Um, and not just because we didn't want to take showers, but because you know we didn't always we shouldn't always have the supplements or the time. So when you look around the college locker room or you uh, you see like you know Gatorade for hydration, you'll see uh, you know muscle milk for supplementation, you'll see Nike for performance, but there's nothing for like hygiene. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you know kept us clean. So 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 we like voila voila shower pill.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I
1: gotta go now I, now I gotta go back a little bit. No, don't mean to confuse you. Like now what brought up this specific white, right? Like this thing, this white that kills yours in the body mm-hmm. without drying the skin out. So I was getting ready to go to the mastermind group. I came, I was, I was leaving a Muay Thai class. And I'm late for the group. I used to ride a fixie bike around. I got a whole analogy about bikes, right? I had a job and everything, but like I like to ride this bike yeah. because I, you know. You know i, I want to feel the, you know where i'm going i want to feel the destination i want to I feel the grind so i'm riding so i stopped at sports authority like yo you got this you got like a wipe or something for like an adult so i can like wipe down mm-hmm. you know i can't go and take a shower he was like he's like nah bro that's a good idea though <laughs> yeah i swear so uh, i wrote i mean i rode to the uh to the mastermind group man we was talking i was like bro i got this idea man uh, it's like a wipe kills germs on the body, but it cools the body, though. But it, and, but it, it builds the dermis up because, you know, we don't want to tear the dermis down because that's our number one organ. And, you know, we got micro abrasions, and I don't want anybody to get staffed. I and mean, I started talking real fast. <laughs> and um, and my boy Dante was like, oh, he's talking about like a shower pill. And, and
2: I'm like, what? A shower
1: pill? Oh, from the locker room. Oh, you remember in the locker room? And we started going down the story, yeah. I, 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 the, the story I just told prior to telling you how it got brought up again. Like, and we started going into that. And then it just became real, um, yeah.
0: So what's the so what was the process of actually getting the wipes, like being able to get them created? Like how yeah. did you go about doing yeah. that? Yeah,
1: yeah. What's the secret sauce? Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, So first and foremost, I mean, so I work in um, in emergency medicine, mm-hmm. so we have to. We have to follow the CDC standards as well. So, we have like products and we got things that, you know, we got to use in order to not communicate diseases to each other or right. to our patients. So, I, I already knew chemically now what has to go into this because mm-hmm. I know what I use every single day. Right. The difference was that it's, it was harsh on our skin, you know, and um, and it would go against what I was trying to do, which, which was preventing the communication of staph infection, ringworm, and other type mm-hmm. of infections in the locker room. So like I knew I knew from that standpoint just the basic uh formulations that we needed. Uh then, you know, going into the Seattle Seahawks locker room, because that's where Justin played at the time, right. the Seahawks locker room. Okay. We just knew like the player profile like okay, we, If we're gonna have something like a wipe, it gotta be super thick. It can't be a baby wipe, you know, gotta have some some texture to it. So taking taking those those high level thought processes, you know, I went on Google. Mm-hmm. And I started and I went on Thomas uh, Thomas.net, like the little Thomas list thing, and uh and
0: research and
1: research uh manufacturers, right? So I go down this whole this whole portal of manufacturers and then every time I talk to a manufacturer, I'll have questions mm-hmm. and I would sound stupid and they'd be like, Man, you know what you're doing, but they would give me so much game and I'd have rejection. Okay. But you don't have this, you don't have that, you, you know, That's key. And, and sorry, I'm talking, I,
0: yeah. I wanna cut you off. I'm sorry, because oh, yeah. that's key. You you admitted that you didn't know what you were trying right. to find right. out and you sounded stupid, yeah. but that helped you because you were able to yeah. obtain the knowledge They're that you needed. A lot of knowledge. And a lot of people yeah. are so I scared. Started, I
1: started talking like manufacturers, mm-hmm. third or fourth conversation. Yeah. Right. That's and then um smart. And, Yeah. And and then uh, and then so I found I found um, I found a blender, which is someone who actually can make the formulation.
0: Local in United States.
1: Yes, yeah, so, you know, all the United States is all in Southern California. So okay. find, I find a blender. Um, and the blender, uh, it works underneath like the FDA guidelines. They have dermatologists on staff, mm-hmm. you know. Like, because I, I had to find somewhere that could do a, a whole lot of a whole lot of the process because I just didn't have the experience to go out and procure all of the specific elements. Right. So I'd find the I, found the blender, I, I found a blender, and after I found a blender, I found I found a non woven fabric manufacturer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who can who who had who had thousands of substrates like that's the white, and then we went through every single substrate. And we, and we found the one that we thought was going to be, you know, the best. And what we were looking for was durability. We was looking for some type of a uh, 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 slight abrasiveness so that you feel like it was like a foley in you. Um, and then we also uh, wanted to be able to hold a lot of solution. We wanted we want the best quality wipe on the market, something that we have never seen before. Right. And what we were able to create was a hybrid between a washcloth and a wipe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in the formulation, what we, were able to, what we were able to create was something that killed... 999 percent of germs on the body, without drying the skin out. It's actually actually using it using it is more like using lotion as opposed to okay. as opposed to using alcohol. On your that, body, that's that's, right? more, that's So like it builds your dermis up because we, we we want the skin to not tear. When you work out, you get microabrasions. Mm-hmm. That's what leaves you susceptible to contracting staff. Okay. So like so so that's how <laughs> we started. You know so so and then you got to put the money together right. Like right. from day one, this has been an equal opportunity investment right so like we all um put our money up to to, to get the first run going mm-hmm. uh and was then, it expensive yeah i mean i think it was like thirty thousand dollars wow was okay. the first run and uh and you know what you'll learn about you know what i learned from um cpg you know it's consumer packaged goods industries that um it's like the economy of scale um, uh, you know what i mean like i mean it's like uh like you you win you win with if you buy more, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, we we just didn't have we didn't have a whole bunch of money, so we just we put down we put down and we and got a thirty thousand dollar order. That's the first thing that we got. So, is there any is there a patent with it? Yeah. So like, okay. no, so uh, we have.
0: All right. So we were talking about uh, whether or not you had a patent, but I don't think it necessarily applies to what. Yeah what you guys are doing.
1: No, no, no. We just we just have we have proprietary blends. Um we do have some products coming out that do have patents. Okay. But our hero product, our hero set of products, I mean, these are more so proprietary blends. Um it's definitely trade secrets. Okay. You know that's that, what I, I was trying are, to get That at. that are that are legally protected, especially with anyone who works with us or for us. But no, it's not a it's not a patent. We don't own the right to wipes.
0: Um so when you you guys started the business who thought about at a certain point to go on to Shark Tank
1: that was all Justin I mean you know so like yeah Justin is a I mean, that's like, that's his wheelhouse. Do you, know? you, do you watch,
0: did you watch Shark Tank prior
1: to going on No. I, that is
0: my, I literally, that literally is my favorite show. I what? watch every single episode. Yeah.
1: Nah, I mean, so, so for me, I, I love controlling my narrative. Mm-hmm. I, I really felt uncomfortable. I right. felt uncomfortable going somewhere and being played with, you know, so like. why <laughs> <laughs> for, for, you know, for, for content and amusement. So Justin really convinced us. Right. To go on Shark Tank. What was the
0: process like? Um,
1: so I mean, we, we had to submit a video. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, they accepted the video. We go down there for like two days. Um, so
0: you submitted the video. How long after the video that you you got a call? Or yeah, yeah, it? we
1: got like a, a email saying, "Hey, you guys are on Shark Tank." How long after um, you submitted it? It might have been uh, like four or five months. Something okay. like that.
0: It's a long process. Yeah,
1: it's a long, it's a longer process. Um, and then so we get in, we go down to LA. They assign you a producer. Some they, they give a producer. Mm-hmm. They walk through your story. They look at your numbers. It's like it's like an in-depth process. Like they give you all You this, have to provide
0: your numbers. Yeah, your oh, yeah. sales yeah. and all that. Yeah,
1: your sales. Like they want to make sure you have a formidable business. Okay. And that's one of the biggest things about Shark Tank that I learned um, behind the scenes that you know you would think from the I didn't really watch the show like that, but from the commercials, you would think that it's like mom and pop inventors. Mm-hmm. Now these are businesses. These are people like, you know what I mean? These are people who are here right. either for the commercial. Because you cannot, you cannot right. afford that many people right. to watch you on, on national TV. Mm-hmm. Or they're there for some type of leverage or investment. They're taking as far as they can take
0: it. Yeah. But over the years, it, it kind of was mom and pop businesses. Okay. Like from All right. the very first few episodes, it was like people who didn't necessarily have established businesses. Some chick went on there where she didn't even have a business. She just had some a uh, prototype of an
2: wow.
0: a elephant type deal for her kids who got who are scared to take medicine. And okay. so she just made like this clay version of yeah. to cover the actual medicine bottle and she got a deal. Wow. Um it was, but yeah
1: it, 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 was, it was a crazy experience though, man. It was you know so I mean? walk
0: me walk me through yeah. the actual uh the day that y'all were on there yeah. and, and the process and what happened on that episode. So so
1: we're rehearsing, we're killing it, you know what I mean? We get on uh we get on the show. Lights come on. It's like a production. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing Mark Cuban. I'm seeing the we walking out the walking down the hall like, doo, doo, doo. like That's a real long walk too in real life. Hey, yeah, hey, that joint. <laughs> do, you know that joint. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we, uh, so so we actually, um, you know, we pitch. It's going smooth, and then uh, they ask a question about um, either is your company profitable or like what are your net margins for like these future. Future future projections. Um, One of our teammates spoke out of turn. He just kind of he kind of got ahead of himself and fell into Mm -hmm. the trap. And and unfairly, they were asking questions that usually, you know, if you're in an investment meeting, you have a you have a financial document, right? And you're working off of a financial document on the
0: spot. So then it became good
1: TV, right? So like we went, so we actually filmed for over an hour. Okay, and. And Justin was talking actually the most
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, in, in in during the segments, at least, least in my recollection. And then I followed, I had a long soliloquy at the end that I'm glad they didn't produce. I was down there begging. But uh, <laughs> but uh they took out they took out this one small piece of you know failure and they blew it right. up. And I'll never forget when I was there, you know, when the big started becoming TV, I just I think it was like Alex Rodriguez was was one of my judges. You know, mm-hmm. I was really disappointed in Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I was disappointed in Alex, man. You know, he was saying like weird stuff. He was just talking like real condescending. Kind of and and um, you know, so anyway, we, we we get done and uh and I made a vow. I said, you know, uh, you know, everything they said was wrong about us, they didn't think we were gonna go to Target, they didn't think that we we're gonna be able to do over a million the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did everything they said we couldn't do. So I mean, hopefully I get I get
0: to go back one day. So so pretty much, uh, it didn't work out, and it, it
1: didn't work out, but it worked out right. It was a lesson in disguise because it, like, our sales shot up, We right. grew like two hundred percent, right, and sustained the growth too.
0: Do you think that um, looking back, like initially when it when you you know you didn't get the deal, and then when you went home, yeah. did you realize that even though it was a quote unquote negative that you didn't get the deal? But did you realize when you got home that once it got on TV, well, you were gonna benefit yeah. from it that way?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, because- we, we, we understood the power of the sharp take. Okay. Um the blessing was that it was it wasn't gonna be released for like five or six months. Yeah. So like we just had work to do. And and I mean we met and we said, yo, like who we were. On that show, mm-hmm. we have to be a hundred percent better than that by right. the time it drops, so that people will be looking at right. You know, some, people, I want people look at look confused, like, "Wait, is that y'all? y'all How is that y'all?" Like, right. So that's what we did. We started running like hell, you know. Start setting up the target deal, start getting things going. Like, we ran like hell. That's true. In, or, in order to make sure that when that show dropped, we were in a better position.
0: So for me, uh, like knowing you guys, all three of you guys, and, and playing with you guys at Cal. And just seeing the transition from you being on the show, being disappointed. You could see the disappointment in mm-hmm. your face more than anybody else's face, to be honest. <laughs> but was hot. That, to me, gave me excitement to know where y'all are now. Because yeah. that was the true representation of being unfazed. Like, yeah. you face it. So my... You probably don't have this memorized like I do. But my definition of unfazed is having a mindset that no matter what obstacles you encounter, you will achieve success or overcome adversity. Yeah. So y'all face some adversity. You, you didn't get a deal. You, you, you a were deal. let down. Man, but you use that
1: as motivation. My, kid go, my kids are going to watch this, man. <laughs> my kids are going to watch this, man. <laughs> You understand? My wife is gonna watch this, right. you know. But you 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 use
0: that as motivation. You yeah. you were not you you are unfazed, and you kept moving forward. And now you are doing some uh, incredible things. And so, I said all that to say. Right now, y'all are in what stores? Uh, we're in Target nationwide. Um, how many how many Target stores are y'all in? Uh, is
1: that eighteen hundred? Eighteen hundred stores.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And then, From somebody who said you couldn't do it, or yeah, because your numbers weren't what they thought they were, or you didn't know your numbers, you weren't gonna make it Yeah. to be in the eighteen hundred stores. And now, what else are you guys doing? Uh,
1: we launching uh, Walmart. Walmart. That's dope. Man. Around this year, in a, couple, in a couple months, actually. That's dope. That's um, dope. Nationwide. That's
2: dope. You
1: know, I mean, five thousand plus stores. That's we're gonna be in over six six thousand plus stores. Plus, we're in a whole bunch of. Independent gyms were, right. we're, we're Amazon's bestseller.
0: That's dope, man. Um, so, yeah. So, what's the process to to be able to get on Amazon or get into Target? Like, if somebody's listening and they want to know, like, what's the yeah. route that you have to go once you have a, a product that yeah. is ready to be seen mm-hmm. by the world?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the best thing you could do first and foremost. So, I, I can only give you what I did, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not, I'm not an expert. Everything I'm right. running,
2: right?
1: But like. You know, the first and foremost, you have to have product market fit, right? Like it might be something good to you, mm-hmm. but who needs it, right? And right. you know, when you're developing a product, you know, uh, you know, I always suggest that you figure out how to how how to meet someone's need state. Like how you know, like who has this need and how are you gonna serve it? So once you have product market fit, you gotta you have to replicate that customer. So like for us early it was not just football players, it was the um the relay running community, okay. people who are runners, who, work, right. who, who ran social running events, and after they went and drank a brew together, right? So like, so like we went to all of uh, these events. We partnered with the Ragnar Relay Running Series. We like we went hand in hand combat. We went to our customers, and we did something that we call marketing at the point or sampling at the point of sweat. Mm-hmm. So when when things don't don't have to be explained, we went out there and we gave the product to people. So I think we didn't have to explain a lot; they just needed it. Yeah. So like okay. once we saw people needed it, we said, "Okay, where do they shop?" And we were dealing with—I mean, our first platform was Amazon because we were dealing with like people who were like kind of that millennial age who understood the power of Amazon. Right. So we went on Amazon. We set we set up a an account at Amazon. We were fulfilled by merchant first, like where we just would. Keep all the product at my house in West Oakland. Have uh-huh. my house uh, in my garage. Um, uh, we would pack up the boxes. We get we get the ping through Amazon who needed it, and we'll sell it. You know we just take you should you take ship to the it. Post office. It was by, it was merchant fulfilled.
0: So then, they somebody orders it on Amazon yeah. and then once you find out they order, it, you ship it. I
1: shipped it myself. Okay. Like we shipped it all ourselves. Like you no, know, and we all I say I, but we all did this. Right. So so then uh, once we hit a certain threshold, we switched over to fulfill by Amazon. Where we would ship bulk orders to Amazon, and then they would ship it to people. Right? So
0: I'm glad you said that. Like, it are you losing a decent amount of money by allowing Amazon to do that? Because I was am yeah, thinking about y- y-
1: y- yes and no. Yes, because Amazon it takes a lion's share, right? They're gonna okay. get more out of the product than you are. Okay. But it's a necessary evil. Okay. Um, then number two, um, fulfilled by Amazon became cheaper with volume for us because um, they have better. They have better shipping rates. I mean, so like, so I just have to ship, I ship one time, I ship to Amazon. I ship, okay. ship a pallet, okay. full of something to them. Okay. And as opposed to shipping, I don't have the time or the human resource to ship thousands of boxes a day Makes all sense. around the United States. And I, and I don't also, I don't want to incur that, that UPS bill or that, or, right, right. Or, or, or whatever bill that is. Where'd you ship it charity. to? Like, um So Amazon has distro centers, they have distribution centers. They all have some the I heard though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is like Stockton. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so like, yeah, so like, are
0: y'all still doing that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You still filled by Amazon. Um uh and then but if you want to get into like a a, a a retailer, I digress. There's a couple of ways that you could do it. One, you can go to a trade show where mm-hmm. retailers are, are are at and they allow people to pitch. Very expensive, um, very privileged. I don't know if people can afford to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um uh two, you could do what we did. The first thing we did was go to local grocers. Like the Piedmont grocery store, mm-hmm. like the Piedmont Grocers, walk in and talk to a, a manager and try to get your product on shelves, um, so you can so you can have data and improve turns.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, uh, another thing that you can do is is pitch yourself to a buyer. So like, I'm sorry, a broker. Mm-hmm. So most most all, all all grocery stores and mass retailers, Target, Walmart, of the world, they work through they work with brokers. Okay. So you can go on Google, find a broker, okay, take your product pitch your broker and see if they'll carry your product. They'll take five percent of the deal. The broker? Yeah, but you don't you don't have to pay any retainer or pay anything. You know, they have a good idea if you understand your market. If you have a if you have a good go-to-market strategy and you have something that, that has a demand, mm-hmm. you show a product market fit. Okay, you know, that could be through your Instagram followers, that could be through uh, your online sales, that could be through your Amazon ratings, like on Amazon we use that a lot I and mean, we have over 500 plus 4.7 star ratings on our product okay. great reviews like who wouldn't want to carry in stores right right so uh so so you get a broker um and then lastly you know you could, every single uh every single retailer especially the major ones they have like supply chain diversity programs so mm. you go online look especially at the supply nowadays. chain diversity yeah and you have you ask to speak to someone mm-hmm. and uh and and, and you can get in through that way. You can get you can get time with a buyer through some of those programs because they're actively seeking to empower uh minority owned businesses. Right. Um, okay. so like you just gotta be a dog about it. It's no one way, but those are some right. ways that we got into the thing, places that we got into.
0: So <clears throat> did you do a lot of homework on your competition to find out if there was gonna be a lot of competition yeah. in this market?
1: No. so my business was different. When we started, there's only one other um body wipe that we knew of mm-hmm. uh and and no other body wipe that acted as a shower okay. that like killed 99.9 percent in terms of the body like, mm-hmm. made these strong claims that mm-hmm. had to be you know that that, that requires it to be an otc an over-the-counter product with a drug you y'all had to do a lot of
0: testing and do that yeah is right. that expensive testing
1: yeah yeah, how yeah. did you
0: find like where to be able to get yeah. it tested at?
1: Well, it's all it's that manufacturing language. So, like when I started saying my wish list, okay. yeah, I want to kill the drug. I like, oh, was that OTC? I said, who OPP? And I started <laughs> start googling <laughs> over the counter. I said, what well, FDA over the counter? What does regulation means? And I just called back somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. I just yeah, I, you know, are like, oh, you guys? I, I guess OTC uh manufacturing. Mm-hmm. uh You know, you guys. You know, I mean, you know what I mean, I start, I start asking these questions, right. And that's how I found them, you know, right. by, by giving out my wish list. You know, so asking yeah, questions. That's why it's a lot of times, but you gotta like people want to keep secrets, like man, like right. I mean, drop your ego and talk. You know, drop your ego and because the answers are out there.
0: Closing like, off doesn't get me. I'm trying to
1: tell you. So I was a fool to him, but right, now I know what OTC was. So like, so when we came into the market, we didn't have any other real competitors. Like it uh-huh. was my biggest competitor was convincing someone to use this wipe instead of like working out and taking a shower later right
0: okay you know um so right now i don't know if you you don't have to give like specifics like but what how how well are you guys doing in terms of numbers um obviously you're in 1800 stores you're about to be at walmart like from year to year are you guys growing at 25% 25% are you making... Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no, yeah. Well, we experienced over 100% year-to-year growth mm-hmm. um, from... Uh, what, what year did y'all launch? Because you said... It 2014. Okay, was like 2014. Our commercial, our okay, commercial launch. All right. where we, you know, um, uh, so like, yeah, so we had 100%, 100% year-to-year growth uh, uh, from 18 to 19, and then we're in 20 now. And, I mean, we were ready. We're ready, trending... Over 400% growth, okay, you know, okay. so like, you know, and, and, you know, last year we, we, we finally broke the seven figure mark, which was a big, was which was a, a big, uh, uh cel- celebratory moment for, for our team. Seven figures. You know, we, we definitely did that and uh, we're definitely growing. That's we nice.
0: Um, <clears throat> so your team, talk, talk about the team that you have and how you, how you, you guys hired the people. Yeah. We talked about this prior to a recording, but I want the people to hear like, your, you guys' perf- personal thought process on how you go about hiring people and what yeah. you look for.
1: So, so you know, I mean, so for us, you know, we believe in inclusion, mm-hmm. uh, even over diversity, right? We don't want people just to be represented, right? You know, we want you to actually be involved mm-hmm. in the process of creating culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Justin and I are both men of faith, so you know, mm-hmm. you know, we keep God first. Um, that's not a prerequisite or requirement to work with us, but uh, it just it's just something that it just it's just something that we want you to respect. Like, right. like we just know that that's where y'all are coming from. That's the principles that we're gonna always handle everybody with. Right, and they're gonna hear first it. First and day foremost. <laughs> it is what it is. And, right. and you got your own ideas and views, that's cool too, because we do have that within mm-hmm. our, our community. Um, so what we always look for, we look for individuals who who don't mind who who will answer the call the call of inclusivity, which means that like you will challenge and you will be challenged, mm-hmm. right? you have a voice. If you're at the table, we need to hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you see something, say something. Um, Challenge us and we're going to challenge you. So people with that type of confidence and and people who are ready to answer that call, first of all. Number two, um, we look for individuals who are like brave, relentless, Mm -hmm. you know, dogs, you know, who don't, who don't, um, you know, throw money and degrees at problems. You know, people who are like, people who are entrepreneurial. You know?
0: Do you... Do you guys hire people who are like who really live and breathe what the brand is about? Like they actually yeah. use use it and they
1: well not not necessarily not necessarily um m- more so I mean well we look more for the attributes over like the brand allegiance you know um mm-hmm. so for us it's like it just so happens that
0: not necessarily know, brand allegiance but like. People who are active need to use this. Yeah. Are these people active? Like y'all yeah. play sports. Some and... some
1: some some of us, but a part of that inclusion, mm-hmm. part of that inclusion, part of that inclusive culture, right? Uh, um, is it, you know people will speak up. Like you don't need to be an athlete, right? Why is this? Why is this marketing campaign only for you know? I'm you know I'm, I'm a mom, right? And, and and my day is way more about dynamic than your two workouts. You know what <laughs> I right, mean? Like right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so like and I got kids, and the playground is hella dirty, like. Why is it like so that inclusive right. and and people are empowered to say something? Like majority of our, of our of our team is women. That's dope. Women of color.
2: That's dope.
1: Women of color. You see, what I'm saying like yeah. you know um and and that's not and that wasn't even like by design. That was just organic. That was organically because yeah. they was the best. Right. <laughs> right. Because they were the best. <clears throat> uh. But um. But 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 back to like who we hire. It's like you no. Know, I, I always say how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So like. We we always look for individuals who are authentic, right? Like who are really themselves, like so so that because if you're really yourself, I can see how you do, how mm-hmm. you how you do anything, mm-hmm. and that's and I'm gonna make the assumption that's how you do everything, right? So that's that's, that's our thing, you know. This do you know yourself? A lot of our questioning, our interview process is all about personal attributes, like how well do you know yourself? Because if you know yourself, and I like what I'm seeing, and and, and it's matching this resume, you hire, okay? You know? So
0: um, so we're. Where um are your employees at?
1: Yeah, so like um so our headquarters are in Frisco, Texas. Oh, okay. right, that's where the headquarters. Jessen, are. Okay. Um, but uh, we're virtually everywhere. Okay. I mean, in, in, I mean we, we were zooming before before COVID, you know. So like, All right, we have people uh, as far east as Annapolis, oh, that's, Maryland. That's dope. Um, we got people in Middle America and Cincinnati. Uh huh. Um, we got California and Texas.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so we got about. Ten minutes left, yeah. and I want to be able to get as much in in that time. So, do you want to talk about what's next for yeah, what's, uh, Shower Pill? Yeah,
1: what's next is that Shower Pill has graduated from a a product to a brand. Okay, we, um, Shower Pill did well; it was a hero product, but it was always the Shower Pill Body Wipe. Right? People call it the Body Wipe, the Shower Pill. Right? So, we wanted to grow and expand and take over this this forty billion dollar personal care market. Mm-hmm. So we so we grew up. And, uh, and, and did a brand transformation called Hustle Clean, because we want to be at the intersection between hustle and hygiene. Okay. Um, and it's more inclusive of everybody, you know, who are hustlers, not just athletes. Right. Uh, so, entrepreneur, I mean, I, I'm going to have this, but uh, so this line is launching in, in nationwide in August. Um, it right. will be in all of our targets and Walmarts and all your, your Amazon and everything. Uh, this, this line is not just body wipes, it's face wipes, it's dry shampoos, deodorants. Um, it's everything. So we're, we're is it
0: clear deodorant or is it like the, the white, the uh, white deodorant?
1: Oh, uh, uh, no, nah, it's a, it's a clear deodorant. Okay. Yeah. It's a uh, clear deodorant. Yeah. Can you
0: get, um, can you get it in a package or everything is
1: <clears throat> single? Well, it's, well, well, we, we, we do, we are exploring, exploring boxes, but right now they're all individually packed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: I'ma so, be on that for sure. Yeah, um, so, yeah. <clears throat> where can people buy shower pill now? Like, Emma, do you have a website besides yeah,
1: Shopper.com, okay. Amazon?
0: If it's um, order from Target, Target. Uh,
1: Target.com, Walmart.com, Target.
0: If it's ordered from your website, who ships it?
1: If it's order from, uh, so we have a three PL, so like, it, so, so my warehouse okay. it comes from my warehouse. Okay. Yeah, so if you buy it from the website, well, we ship it. It's what's
0: beautiful. the most? What's the way that you make the most money?
1: Oh shucks! Um, I mean, everybody knows direct to consumer. Okay, so order uh, from yeah, your website. Order from, order from the website, okay. but, but also, everybody knows that's where you spend the most money to acquire a customer. Customer okay. acquisition cost. Right. The cack on that is hella high. Okay. Finding people.
0: Okay. Well, we'll let we'll let the listener decide yeah. how they how they want to order.
1: Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you're gonna buy at, at Target or if you're gonna buy
0: on Amazon, just buy a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, I'm definitely gonna order some, and I told you that before we started this, that I, man, I've been working out crazy, um, and it, it's a genius idea, but you just, it's one of those things, like, I think you thought this when you you, you looked for a trademark, like, you were surprised that it wasn't, a, me, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of one of those things, like, even when I started on phase, people were like, I can't believe nobody really started unphase or nobody trademarked it, and a lot of people think that you spell a U-N-P-H-A-S-E-E-D, but the dictionary spelling is the way that I, uh, market it. Um, but uh, it's just one I of those things that this is a, a, a genius idea and I'm excited for the continued growth that you guys have. And I'm more excited that I know y'all like we, we've yeah. had a couple conversations lately yeah. about how we see people at different universities or just within different circles that we don't necessarily support each other as we would expect and not just because we know each other just because we can use the product i mean yeah. or if we, if if you got information like you said don't hold it in like if you know yeah. somebody help them out hold and them out. and um <clears throat> i was super excited that you wanted to be on the podcast cuz i want to have people that not just don't they just don't look like me but you happen to look like me cuz yeah. you're African American but my first person i interviewed was was indian and he has a successful two successful um clothing businesses. One makes $100 million and one makes $50 million. And so I want people from all walks of life, Black, Mexican, white, doesn't matter, to give their story of being on phase. And I think hopefully people can hear your story and get inspired by the journey it took for you to get to this point um, because it's all about celebration and and especially on today. Um, Today is June 19th for Juneteenth. Um, and it's a celebration. I'm I'm happy that it kind of co- organically worked out that today I'm interviewing you on yeah. Juneteenth because yeah, we need to have more black entrepreneurs that are doing positive things, that are being uplifted, yeah. that are being um, celebrated and more people need to support us um, because we have ideas. And a lot of times we have ideas that are taken by other people and we don't benefit from it. That's yeah. another reason why I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to start something that was going to impact people globally and just like the other brands out there except the founder is African American because yeah. there's other businesses that are affecting people globally that are founded by the white uh, white men in this world and and we don't get to see the benefits of the things that we come up with and so we're a lot of times we're the number of consumers in in our space and so why why can't we be um, the people who are are, are starting the brands and giving that um, giving that hope to our younger generation. Like that's why yeah. I came back home and I want to keep uh, harping on your story. like I, I love what you guys have done at this point, and I, I'm excited to see where it continues to grow. I love what shower pill represents. Um, I'm a I'm going to be a customer. I'm gonna be straight up that I haven't bought anything yet, but I'm going to be a customer. and like I said, my word is my bond. I don't say anything because it sounds good. I'm saying it because I believe in the product. And I always tell people, don't buy something because you know me, because that's not going to benefit me. Like Buy it because you really believe in what the brand is about. And that's what I, I love about what you guys have. I hadn't talked to you for a long time. But I'm excited that I moved back home, and this is why I came back home to network with people that I feel can help me, or yeah. inspire me, or push me, because that's gonna help me. Like yeah. the circle that you have around you, nice. it helps you get to where you want to be. As competition is good, mm-hmm. and so I love what you and Justin are doing, and it, it, it excites me. Like I'm, I'm that, I, I love, I love what y'all are doing. I know it's gonna help me, and I'm gonna continue to <clears throat> keep. Asking you questions offline, online, and, and I know you you will give the information yeah. to benefit me and other people because that's just how you are. I know you don't waste your time as well, yeah, and right. so you're gonna okay. give it to the people that you know um, we'll can take someone. advantage of <laughs> it. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on here. Yeah, I, um, I want to get this out to as many people as possible. I need you to to get out to the people that you know so they can hear your story. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know your story. And that's what it's right. about. I want to help narrate dope-ass stories from dope-ass individuals. Yeah, I appreciate So that. I appreciate you being on. Um, y'all go to ShowerPill.com yep. or on Amazon or Target and yep. look for it in Walmart coming soon. Anything else you want to say? Uh, what's your uh social media? Yeah, uh,
1: at, at ShowerPill. Okay. You know, meet ShowerPill on all platforms. Um, yeah, man, just, just continue to be disruptors. You know, I think that, um that uh I mean disruptors change the world right also you know? disruptors just continue to look at systems and uh and try to change them whether that's in business or whether that's uh, in society so yeah man just keep 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 grinding keep hustling
2: appreciate And it. that's it man all right man thank you
1: yeah i appreciate you
2: man